I'm Tessa Pike, and this is my podcast, The Dyslexic Strength, the show which aims to help dyslexic people realise their potential. I will be exploring the incredible skills that dyslexia brings, and why the world needs more people who think like dyslexics. Along the way, I will be speaking to some truly inspirational people about how they have turned dyslexia into their superpower, and how it has aided them in their success. I want to help young people in particular to recognise that their skills are absolutely vital for our future and that they have the ability to think differently, creatively and innovatively, which will consequently help shape our future for the better. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dyslexic Strength Podcast with your host, Tessa Pike. In the previous episode, we explore the six dyslexic thinking skills in quite a bit of detail. If you haven't already, I advise you go back and listen to the first episode to familiarise yourself with the different skills, as I will be referring to many of them throughout this episode. Today, we will be hearing from some inspirational people about how the dyslexic thinking skills help them or put them at an advantage in their jobs and everyday life, and also how they have turned dyslexia into a positive and a strength. As well as this, some of the topics raised will include modernising the education system and combating stigma. My first guest today is Marcia, a narrative changer who is passionate about focusing on dyslexic and neurodiverse strengths. Hello, my name is Marcia Brissett Bailey. I am a narrative changer, a champion for dyslexia and neurodiversity. I'm really passionate about changing the narrative and talking more from a strength approach about dyslexia and neurodiversity. No longer should we be talking about what we can't do, we should be looking at what we can do and how we can incorporate our strengths within society. My strengths really came from a very early age when there was time spent when I just used to think about the world, how I see the world. My imagination was broad. And some of that was because I had the space to do this when I wasn't processing the information in the classroom. I realised that I see the end of a project before the beginning. That's because I I see the ideas, the, the conception of how it can look, what it is. And sometimes then I have to go back to the beginning to be able to get people on board with me to see the vision. Not to say that my way is right, but it's just a strength I had. I'm a very ideas person. Now, I would say that one of my strengths is being quite sporty. But what that enables me to do with dyslexia is be able to empathise with people. I'm a really good team player and I'm able to bring people on board to get the winning formula. Um, Even if we don't win the end, end of result. But as a team, we work together. That's all what matters. And some of those skills I've been able to bring within the workplace, within the playground and within um, a game or a match, which for me has been netball and badminton. I'm a real problem solver, but sometimes that doesn't get in the classroom or in the workplace. Being that problem solver and idea, you sometimes feel you get the look, oh, here she goes again. I can't help that's the way I think. I can't help that I have ideas. It doesn't always mean those ideas are what I have to do, 
but it means together we can make those ideas work together. Now, they talk about dyslexia being a high level thinking, something that an author named Thomas West talks about. It's the low level thinking is around rope and rope learning, spelling. You know, sometimes I will read something but miss out a word, but I'm reading the word, but miss it out. Now, the things that really matter in some of our dyslexia, and again, I talk about this being by design and us all having a place within this biodiversity um, is seeing the bigger picture. I'm very good at things like spotting the difference. I, I can look at and play some of those puzzles where you have to seek and find. They really stimulate me and they really engage you. And I think I would have made a great detective. I like seeing the patterns others do not see. Um, I'm able to visualise solutions to problems, just like I've explained you know, I can see words and words in pictures. So if you say a word, I already can build a picture around that word. That's what makes me love poetry because that's what I feel comes really natural to me. Creativity is not for everybody, but I'm quite creative in my thinking and thinking outside the box. It could be really off the scale, but at the same time, it could be relevant. Not everybody's going to get you, but that's just in general in life. Not everybody's going to get or see what you're, you're thinking. So sometimes some of my creative thinking is really out there, but um, I'm, I know how to have a boundary in terms of that thinking so that I can conform sometime, unfortunately, to society. Um, I create new knowledge, the narrative changer, these kind of things I've created and they are language, but they are my, also my own signature conceptual thinking, understanding technical aspects. I am a resource person doing an information science degree. I love information. I love the acquisition of information, how it's ordered. People won't sometimes think that of a dyslexic, but it's something that is really my strength. Another one of my strengths is about um, oral communication and people skills. I actually really love being around people. I think my strengths around hospitality, um, being a salesperson, you know, is something that really is in my strength. But, you know, with a passion to wanting people to feel good about their experience and wanting them to have an understanding of what they're actually buying. So it's meaningful. I really like that about my strengths, about wanting people to feel comfortable and empathising and being in their shoes. So some of the roles that um, are skills and roles that I go into is that kind of advisory, personal centred approach helping and supporting people to advocate for themselves and empower themselves to find their voices. These are some of the things that I have found my skills and my strengths in so I'm able to amplify other people's voices and get their voices heard. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Marcia. Uh, the work you are doing is fantastic and it was fascinating to hear about how you incorporate the different dyslexic thinking skills into your work, such as uh, visualising, problem solving uh, and seeing the bigger picture. And as well, you talked about being able to spot patterns that other people simply do not see. So I hope people listening will be able to appreciate these incredibly valuable skills. My next guest is entrepreneur Paul Budd. 
Hi, my name is Paul Buds. I'm an entrepreneur and owner of Pine Tree Hut. Uh, it's a company which builds shepherd's huts out of reclaimed and recycled materials. Uh, so we use things like old sash windows and vintage uh, furniture to kind of get an old rustic look, which is a bit of a different take on the industry standard. Um, so the first question to answer, how have you used dyslexic thinking in your hobbies day to day life? Um, I think that um, it the dyslexia is paired with my belief in ability to kind of think that nothing is impossible. Um, and I think that's because I just, whenever I look at a situation, because of the way my brain works, I know that there's a way around it. You just need to figure out how to get around it. And that's where dyslexia comes in quite helpful because you don't think laterally, you kind of... Um, kind of I call it spaghetti brain but like you kind of go loads and loads of different loads of ideas flow through your brain and like how to get around a problem or a, a, an issue and then it'll click and then you can you can figure out the problem or you know whatever's in front of you so I think yeah the main um my main takeaway from like what helps me in the day-to-day -day business um is that ability to kind of see a problem or an issue and then use my brain to kind of think of all the different ways we could get around it and then implement that on a daily basis. So I guess that's kind of following on from what I was saying earlier, but um, yeah, I think the way that I've turned dyslexia into a positive is just that knowing that my brain can kind of get around problems that other people's can't. Um, I've noticed with the people I employ, um, they look at a problem very differently to me and and people I know as well, not just employees, but like um, they look at something very, very differently to me. Um, and then I'm usually able to sort out in a better way than they are just because I can see the the issue differently. But obviously that, you know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. They're like, they'll be better at things than that I'm not. Um, and that's the other thing I think is a, is a massive strength is knowing where your weaknesses are with dyslexia and getting people to fill those roles. I mean, in terms of being an entrepreneur and like running a business, having a good team and knowing where you lack as a, as a, as a person and then getting people to fill in those gaps is, I think that's a strength in itself um, and might be linked to dyslexia, but just having that ability to kind of take a step back and see where you're weakest and make sure you've got people that can help you with those areas. So I think that's what I'd say for answer question number two. Thank you very much indeed, Paul. 40% of successful entrepreneurs are dyslexic. And I think this is partly to do with the concept that you talked about of the spaghetti brain and how your mind can search for all the different solutions to a problem until you find the correct key to unlock it. And um, as well, you also mentioned the, the strength of knowing where you stand in a team and the importance of being around people who uh, understand your strengths as well as your weaknesses, um, which is an important skill for any entrepreneur or business person. My next guest is Jasmine a philosophy student from the University of Glasgow. As a philosophy student, having dyslexia is like a superpower. It allows me to ask questions and think over problems in a way which is different to my peers. So it allows me to come at a problem from a completely different angle, which is really useful when it comes to thinking over some of the 
biggest questions which life has to throw at us. When you discover that you are dyslexic, I think it's quite natural to feel um, a sense of inadequacy. Um, it definitely knocks your confidence because even though you might feel some relief because it's you finally have an explanation for why you've been struggling um, with certain things, you definitely feel a knock to your confidence because of the stigma which is attached to um, the the world's view of what dyslexia is. And I particularly felt this way when I was diagnosed when I was 19 and just starting out on my undergrad degree. Um, but I think this knock to my confidence has proved that I'm not afraid to fail. Um, I've chosen to accept that I might not understand something at first go or I, um, I might not succeed at my first attempt, but that's okay because that's just how I am. And I think that's the most valuable thing dyslexia has taught me. It means that I no longer worry about not, su not succeeding at my first try. Thank you, Jasmine. I think your message that you made about how dyslexia has taught you not to be afraid of failure and not to be afraid of uh, not succeeding first time was a really valuable one. It was also great to get an insight into how your dyslexic thinking helps you with your degree and how it has become uh, how, how you described as a superpower in terms of being able to come at problems from different angles and asking questions that maybe other people haven't considered. We are now going to hear from Guy, who is a partner in the London West End Property Company. By way of introduction, my name is Guy and I set up Shared by Dyslexia just before the lockdown in 2020. The reason for this was my daughter was, was diagnosed with dyslexia recently and I wanted to highlight the positives as well as providing further insight into some of the challenges around the condition. The blog is there. Uh, for when she needs to turn to it. She's doing very well in school at the moment, but inevitably the challenges will increase as she progresses through the years. In terms of my own journey, I was diagnosed at 10, but support was pretty limited uh, back then, and I struggled and failed quite a few exams. If I'm honest, I kind of ignored my dyslexia and just ploughed on regardless, which I certainly wouldn't advise. Funnily, later in my school life, when my subjects narrowed, I coped a little better and managed to get the results I needed to go to university. Throughout school, I was always very keen on sports and excelled in a number of them. Uh, this allowed me, ultimately, to maintain my confidence when I was failing academically and ultimately compete on a level playing field with my, with my peers. So even at a young age, I was always determined and competitive uh, and always wanted to do, uh, to do well. At university, uh, I studied development, property. I was always keen on property because it was always logical to me. Instinctively, I seemed to understand the process and I could visualise how developments would look and how different uses uh, would or wouldn't uh, in integrate with each other. I got a 2-1 grade and secured my first job in London. Fast forward 30 odd years, I'm now a partner in the London West End property company. I specialise in advising government clients on property development. I help decide what goes where and negotiate with developers around maximising social gain, such as affordable housing from developments. 
I think my biggest dyslexia strength is seeing the bigger picture. I can visualize how development will look and how uses will integrate with each other. Once you have the end product in in my mind, it's easy to work back through the process to get to the to the outcome. I think another dyslexic strength is uh, an ability uh, to read a room and more widely to I consider myself a people person, a good manager and generally empathetic. Uh, of course, I'm not unique as a dyslexic entering the property world. I know a number of dyslexic surveyors and architects and both professions um, allow a degree of creativity combined with using people skills. In terms of the key challenges, I do a lot of report writing uh, and that is a constant a constant challenge. I'm always second guessing my grammar and spelling, often with a good cause too. Uh, doesn't matter how many times I check my reports, there's always a couple of typos and therefore it's important that I work with colleagues to uh, double check uh, any work that I do. I am very lucky in that I've got a number of uh, colleagues who understand my dyslexia and we complement each other in terms of my skills around visualising development and their technical ability and together we're a much stronger team. In terms of dyslexia more widely, I think there's a lot of uh, lessons to be learned. I think there's a, a long-standing negative connotation with dyslexia which needs to, needs to change. Uh, the more you learn about dyslexia, the more you learn about the significant contributions that dyslexics have made uh, in terms of innovation and shaping the world today. The statistics clearly demonstrate that dyslexics are disproportionately represented in making making stuff happen. Uh, this is ultimately because many go down unconventional routes when they've left education and are ultimately first principle thinkers. Like I said in the past, I've tried hiding my dyslexia, but that certainly didn't work for me and led me down a path of, of anxiety. As I've got older and a tiny bit wiser, I've learned to open up about my dyslexia and surround myself with good people who recognise my strengths. I think this is ultimately the key to a successful professional life. Everybody has their weaknesses and I think being honest about, about ours around dyslexia is on balance a good thing. It is clear from my own experience and now coupled with my daughter going through the education system is that the system is not designed for dyslexics. We are at a distinct uh, disadvantage when it comes to the way intelligence is measured. I truly believe that the system is completely outdated and in need of modernization. It's still based largely on memorization and despite uh, the advancements of technologies, I don't believe it equips children with the number of the important skills to navigate adult professional life. I understand the challenges which lie ahead for us in terms of trying to change uh, a whole sector, but I truly believe that change is needed, and perhaps the unintended consequence 
of uh, of the pandemic is that blend between education and technology has come closer together. This will hopefully help to speed up the much needed change. Thanks Guy. I think you have outlined some very important points there about how you should be surrounding yourself with people who understand your strengths, but also trying to be open and honest as well about your weaknesses. Your point on how, as a result of the pandemic, education and technology has come closer together, I think this is a real positive and it will hopefully hopefully mean that, as you say, um, the much needed modernisation of the education system will be sped up, uh, which will ensure that students can achieve their potential. Uh, There's one quote that I'd like to reiterate from your talk, which is that uh, you said, the more you learn about dyslexia, the more you learn about the significant contributions that dyslexics have made in terms of innovation and shaping the world today. Uh, And I hope that people listening will have picked up on the dyslexic strengths which you talked about and how they have helped you in your job. My final guest today is Emily. Emily is from California and works as a mechanical engineer. Hello, my name is Emily. I am 29 years old. I live in California. I work as an engineer and I am dyslexic. Being dyslexic, I um, some things come harder for me and some things come a little bit easier to me. Um, some of those skills are organization I'm really good at keeping track of a lot of different things um, and looking at the big picture or the end goal of a project. Um, That is really useful in my job uh, as an engineer because I can look at a problem in a different way than maybe other engineers are not looking at it and I can find a solution that maybe isn't apparent to other engineers. Turning dyslexia into a positive or to my advantage took me a long time to learn how to do but uh, because I struggle at reading and reading takes me a very long time. I learned how to really listen to what people were saying and I taught myself how to learn through conversations or in school, taught myself how to learn by following the lectures in class. It has really turned into a positive for me because it's easier for me to remember what people say um, and conversations that I have, which is really useful. Thank you, Emily. It was great to hear about your job as an engineer and how the dyslexic thinking skills have helped you, and how you have turned dyslexia into a strength.
So that brings us to the end of the second episode of the Dyslexic Strength podcast. Thank you so much to all who have participated in sharing their experiences. I hope you have found this episode inspiring and hopefully it has taught you something as well about the power of dyslexic thinking. Make sure to support the guests who have spoken today and follow the podcast on Instagram. I'll leave the details in the description of this episode. And don't forget to share with your friends and anyone you think might benefit from listening.